You're listening to Creatively Geeky, the support group for your creative process. Hello, and welcome to the Creatively Geeky Show. I'm your host for the evening, Eugene Stevens. Well, I did. I just started, seriously. <laughs> Tonight I'm joined by most of the uh, the usual crew. We've got uh, we've got lots of Canadians on here. We're outnumbered here in the USA again, which is fine. It's all good. Um, so how's everyone doing? Excellent. Yeah. It's okay. All right. <laughs> all right. Then we got a widespread there. So um, I guess let's go ahead and, and, and uh, start off like we normally do and talk about uh, updates from the last episode. So. Uh, I actually have some interesting stuff, but uh, would anyone like to go first? Ray would. Ray. <laughs> so, Ray, uh, if you're not watching the video version of the show, you need to be. Um, Ray, you're... Ray, you said you were going to be working on a ramp and painting oh, or a guitar course. Oh, the bus just hit me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> okay, so... Uh, I haven't started a guitar course. I, well, I kind of sort of started it, but I did pick master class. And okay. Just a couple little things on that. Uh, so I've tried it a couple of different ones and um, I haven't got into it too much because I have it for a year. But, you know, uh, that was kind of, that was, so yeah, I did get master class. I picked that. Can uh, I ask why you just, how you uh, settled on that one? Variety. Okay. There's, there's cooking things. There's, um, there's music. There's a, a a lot of different types of music things. There's there's the guitar one. There so there's a bunch of options that I can get into. There's uh pen and, uh pen and teller do a magic one. So I'm like, that's kind of entertaining. So yeah, so yeah, uh, that was that was what I picked there. Uh, sorry, can you rhyme off some other ones there? Uh, you said you were working on a ramp. And painting or guitar class. So the ramp is completely ramp done is and done. in and no issues there. Uh, the painting, I would say, is about 80% complete. Nice. Uh, um, I'm going to uh, do some more little details and stuff on it. Uh, I have another painting. Uh, the outline is complete. Um, that's going to be a watercolor that I apparently have already He's not allowed to given away. It. I have a spot for it in my house. <laughs> yeah. Right back here. Um, right back in this area. So it's it's a picture of that I took when we were in London, and um, I kind of so you remember how I used I don't know if I actually brought it up where I wanted to like sneak in a superhero. Yep. Thing. So this one is I've snuck in the night bus in the background. Oh. A little bit. Yeah. So that's uh, that's what that one's gonna be. That's why he can't tell. Yeah, it looks really cool. <laughs> so uh, we got to get color on there, but it's gonna be a watercolor. Uh, and then I've actually picked two more um, watercolors I want to do. Um, and I found a wicked little website to help you as well, um, which I can't remember off the top of my head what it is. But uh, I'll find the link. I'll send it to you guys. It, um, it'll print out any picture that you want at any size that you want. And it'll break it up into uh, pages of... Rossinator? Uh, no, it was a weird name. Okay. Because that one, that's one that I had heard of that was the same way. It you can take anything and you tell it make it this size by this size, and it yeah. will cut it up into pages that you can print out and then tape together. Yeah, yeah, which is really handy for this because then you can actually make sure that you get the proportions right and all that stuff. So uh, that's been really handy. Um, 
so yeah, I've got uh, that painting, that painting, that painting, uh, and I've actually got a fourth one that was requested of me too. So we'll we'll see where that one goes. Uh, your uncle oh, still. The pictures still haven't been sent to me, but we'll see where it goes. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, been very, very busy. Uh, would anyone else like to jump in? Chris. <laughs> <laughs> and the bus just backed up. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Chris. Uh, I had... Let's see here. What do we have for you? For you... Mm-hmm. Uh, you said Logan's dresser and a uh, blanket pattern. So I finished Logan's dresser. Just nice. Day. We, her and I painted it in the basement, so that was fun. Uh, and she really likes it. And the blankets. Well, I've made three, so. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> Are you on a fourth? Uh, I have to order the yarn for the fourth. Yes. <laughs> You're knitting or crocheting? I, well, I'm uh, both. 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 I have two crocheted and one knit, and then right now I'm working on like an infinity scarf for myself because awesome. I need another one. And I found really nice yarn that I like. So yeah, <laughs> so that's what I was working on before the show. Yeah. Man, y'all have been busy up there. <laughs> Sometimes it happens. It's you know not often. R- rainy days. Winter. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Winter's on its way. Yes. Um. Well, I'll jump in here real quick. So. Oh. I had on here work on um, my belt gizmo, as in phase two. Um, that's some more work has been done. Like the the board itself has been finalized. I'm just waiting for this other side project to hopefully I can either like I, I've got to do a couple more stabs at it to figure out if it's a 100 percent something I can do and create the board so I can send them all off and get them like back and, and start working with them. Or if it's something I'm, I'm just not going to be able to do. Um, it's kind of a secret project. I'd, otherwise, I'd go into it more. Um, but then um, I'm hoping maybe this weekend I can either say, yes, this is going to happen. Or no, this is this, I can't, I'm not going to be able to do this. This is a dead project. And go ahead and, and keep moving on. Um, on the other hand, um, I we were talking I can't remember if it was this show or the one before it we were talking about things that we just you know non-starter projects and stuff like that and I found a project that I was just like that looks really cool I'm gonna give that a shot and that is um I originally went to Lowe's because that's where I was told you could find them but they were out of these uh it's kind of a foam slash plastic pumpkin and they were out of them there, but Target had them, so I picked up three of these um, pumpkins, and I was I bought a um, uh, it's kind of like a wood burning tool, uh, but it had like a, a blade on it, so you can actually cut through them. So, because I've done some you know interesting carving you know on pumpkins and stuff in previous years, it's just like cool. So it's it's carved, and now it's gonna last for like four days, and that's it. Um, so I was like, no, I'd rather do this, and then I can hold on to them, and I can, you know, keep using them year after year after year. Um, that I watched from SKS Props, he was like, before you do that, you might want to do some things to make it look better. And he was talking about, you know, mixing up a little bit of paint, throwing it in the airbrush. And I was like, you know what? This is something simple enough. I can't really screw it up. So I'm going to break out my airbrush. And you did it. I did it. And <laughs> I'll be honest with you. I'm like 
man, I need to get some other projects done because now I'm looking at Baby Yoda and he's not looking at me as in, you know, a <laughs> failure. Now it's like, man, I can't wait to give this a shot. Because, like, it's funny. I, I even watched a, a different video. Uh, someone was had 3D printed and was painting a uh, Baby Groot and they were specifically going over how to uh, mix up some epoxy so that once you paint the eye black, you put just a little bit of that epoxy on there, and so it comes up nice and shiny, and it looks really good. And I'm just like, man, we kind of want to get this little guy finished now. So um, it's completely flipped. I'm like, man, there's – I mean, granted, what I was doing was not was, – wasn't hard, and it was definitely my first time. And I can definitely see how – like, they, it takes a lot of practice to get, like, really good at it. But um, <laughs> but um, Times two. That is what she said. Um, I just like I'm excited to 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 mess around with the airbrush now. Like it's, uh, I'm I'm specifically looking for a project now that uh would excite me into uh trying to get some kind of a like a really super smooth finish on it, so that I could go buy some of that really cool chrome that uh you just can't seem to do without an airbrush and like. Because I'm like, do I want to do a lightsaber that looks all chromed out? Do I want to do, what you know, what is what is what else is something that I might want to do? So it's 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 interesting. I'm I'm kind of getting excited about it. So could probably airbrush a wicked Ghostbusters uh, symbol on your car. <laughs> oh, I don't know if I if I'm up to that. Uh, <laughs> now you you of course you said Ghostbusters, and I was just like, well, I've played around with the idea of 3D printing a pack out of the gold filament and i'm just like it would look really cool and really interesting but if i managed to sand it down oh and i found out some new sanding techniques that i'm really interested in trying uh trying to do um i'll I'll talk about that here in just a second and i'm just like man i could 3d print it in that gold filament or i could feasibly try to get like a really smooth finish on it and if in the uh, ghostbusters video game there isn't a way to unlock a gold proton pack and i'm just like that would be really pimp, especially with my dark blue jumpsuit. So, um, really stand out at the parades. Uh, yeah, just real quick. So I found out this this um, this technique I'm interested in trying uh, for uh, sanding uh, 3D printed objects. Um, does anyone know what a uh, um, what is it called? A, a card scraper is for wood carving. Oh yeah, yeah, I think so. Okay. Uh, someone in some people in the uh, uh, prop community, specifically 3D printers, are like, well, I wonder what would happen if I took a card scraper to a 3D print. And it's like, oh, sweet. After about five, you know, about t- five or ten minutes, this is worth an hours of of sanding. It's like so it's like everyone is like excited in the 3D printing community. We're like, holy crap, like it may not matter about lines anymore. Like we may be able to just like in. Because normally you 3D print and you're like, well, that's going to be like 15 hours of, of sanding. Now it's like, man, if I could get all that done in like an hour, like that would be totally worth it. Um, to the point I've even considered going back and looking at some props that I had kind of shied away from because I wanted them to be, you know, a lot smoother. And I'm just like, man, that's that's going to be hours on hours on hours of sanding. And it's like, if I could get this done a lot quicker, <laughs> that might be that might be feasible. So we, we shall see. Is is there any chance of you 3D printing a miniature of short circuit robot? <laughs> I have looked it. for the entire file. 
Um, I can I have found the head, but I have not found the entire file. The guy there's a guy who was 3D printing a life size version of it. Oh wow. Um, yeah, uh, he That's, hasn't he hasn't updated it in quite a while, and he was like, I'm still working on some of the files, and of course everyone's like, when you get it done, just, yeah. <laughs> just let, like if you want a little bit of money, that that'd be okay, because how pimp would that be to have a life size Johnny Vi? And, and like get laser and everything, man. You could like. Oh up. yeah, you would definitely have to put a laser in the in the in the shoulder cannon. So yeah, yeah, that'd be fantastic. So, um, Jen, you want to go next? Sure. Tell me what I was supposed to do. Uh, <laughs> I don't remember. Um, you you had finished content. You were you were taking finished. a break from making and you were trying to get through TV or movies or something. Maybe uh, it was something you were reading. Nope. Yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't remember what what I was supposed to do, but I've watched one thing since the last time. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's about it. What was it? So, uh, the boys in the band. It's based on a Broadway play that was really good, really good cast: Zachary Quinto, uh, Jim Parsons, oh, oh, right, yeah, and a few others, yeah. Yes. Oh, um, was it good? Was it? Yeah, it was really good. Okay. And I mean, it's it was set in the '60s, and it's yeah. you know, subject is kind of sad, but um, but yeah, it was it was overall a good, really good movie. Um, but yeah, other than that. <laughs> I haven't even read our book for next week, so or listen to it, because <laughs> I'm like I'm I'm held up by the fact that I have to go back and remember everything that happened in the previous three or four. What are we on now? Three. Book four. So I have to go and find some, and then I can listen because like I don't remember most of the bobs at this point. <laughs> it's been too long. What are the review that we have done? <laughs> Yeah, well, you know, listening to shows <laughs> takes time, too. <laughs> so, anyways, yeah, I guess I failed at that one because uh, I didn't consume much content other than, like, just the shows that I – the podcasts that I do listen to that give me the news, which, mm-hmm. you know. <laughs> I could yes, cut it's... some of those out, but I've got to stay current. I've got to stay up to date. At least nope. for two more weeks, right? Yes. <laughs> Stupid <laughs> Election, yep. my life. <laughs> Ruining everyone's life right now. Um, Sean, <laughs> you had shore up a wall and insulate. Um, what wall? I don't know. I just <laughs> you you were having issues with one of your walls not being uh, uh, plumb or. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I uh, I have done one of them so i had to put new studs in the the walls upstairs because yeah nothing square so i was able to do one section and it you have to like cut out part of the the header and all the piece all the studs have to be like custom cut and it it's a freaking nightmare but i got one side done and then i got sidetracked on to redoing an eaves trough and putting in a new chandelier and a whole bunch of other stuff. So, and then I'm, I'm back at work too. So oh, yeah. yeah. Well, I'm starting next week, but only for two days a week. <laughs> so I'm assuming number, number one, I'm assuming you're, you're doing better physically. Like you're obviously yep. haven't, 
have your backlight or anything. The restrictions of they've taken a lot off. There's a couple that they're going to leave on just because of the possibility of reoccurrence and congenital problems and stuff like that. But uh, I was actually out craning today, and I probably shouldn't have been because my neck is really freaking sore right now. But uh, I just I missed it. It's been like five months. So oh, wow. Anyway, uh, no, I was back at it today, and no, the healing process is it's going good. It's basically just strength training right now. So, but uh, yeah, I'm, I'm getting there. I got that one wall. The studs are in, so I got to start working on the other one. Um, I'm actually going to get Patrick, my oldest, to uh, start notching all the headers for me. Figure it's good practice for him to use a oscillating saw, and hopefully he doesn't cut right through everything. But uh, we'll, we'll find <laughs> out. I'm gonna mark it with big black sharpies, and this is what you cut. That's probably a good idea. Arrows on which side to cut. Yeah, line and, and he yeah. doesn't have to like do them all at once. Like you can just kind of take his time, and because they're fiddly, and it's uh, like hundred year old lumber, so you gotta like back off and like put a little bit of water on while you're cutting so it doesn't go up in flames. Jeez. So when it's so old and dry. So, but, uh, no, I'm, I'm actually making headway. I'm hopefully get that other wall studded over the next few days. And then I can start doing the floor. And once I get the floor in that section, then I can do the stairs. And then once the stairs are in that, I can seal that off for the winter. <laughs> so it, there's a, I got a lot of processes, like a lot of tasks to go. So, but uh, it's getting there. I, I actually have progress, which is so That's nice. Progress. That's good. Yeah. So, yeah, that was a wall. What was the other thing? Oh, insulation. Yeah. Yeah. No. No. <laughs> no. Not anytime soon. <laughs> I was going to ask you the um uh the the new chandelier that you put in. Does it like move do like all the bands kind of move in it and can you drop something into it and like will it go to a different universe and come back or yes but it's instantaneous so you don't really notice good deal (laughs) then you know it's working correctly (laughs) no one believes me when i say it happens it's really annoying but there's like still nine hours worth of tape that's unaccounted for right yeah yeah and so about my dad i don't know it's it's recording Everyone who's not seen contacts like, what the hell are they talking about? <laughs> so I think we lost Jen. She's looking pretty uh, zoned out. <laughs> She's like, I, contact I, what? <laughs> nope. <laughs> we'll explain later. Um, all right. So tonight's episode. Um, uh, this uh, this we've we've kind of done this topic on one of the other shows, but I wanted to talk about it specifically uh, from the creative aspect, um, and that is uh, what's what's commonly referred to as imposter syndrome. Um, and the reason why I wanted to bring this up as a topic is because earlier this week, I think it was I said it was earlier this week, maybe it was last week. Um, I was kind of having a day. I my my bad days are getting a lot fewer but um i was ha- kind of having a day and normally when i sit down and watch um a youtube you know i watch youtube videos and uh my facebook for the most part is just like 
post to like groups and stuff that I'm part of. A lot of it's like prop makers or uh, Ghostbuster groups and stuff like that. Um, most of the time, whenever people post stuff, if they're asking questions, I try to help out. Uh, or if they post something, you know, I'll just kind of like, oh, well, that's an interesting idea. Maybe I should look into that or, or something. I, I always try to look at it as a, uh, a way to learn stuff. And for whatever reason, like I said, I was, I was just, I was having a day and I came across several new ideas or several things and it just, for whatever reason, just hit the wrong way. So, uh, the first thing was I, I'm, I'm part of this Ghostbusters group that is specifically about 3D printing Ghostbuster props. And, of course, the main thing people are printing are the Proton Pack. And it's a lot of large pieces. And this guy is talking about he asked this question or he brings up the topic or something or another about he's 3D printing something. And it, it's a large object. And so it's got walls that go up and then it's got a flat panel across it. And... Traditionally, you would – now I say this. This is this is why it got me so badly. Traditionally, you would have support material in there. So the 3D printer puts in this disposable plastic that builds up along with the walls so that when it does the, you know, the, 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 the cut across, um, it won't be like drooping or, or look bad or anything. It'll, it'll be decent. And this guy posed this question in, in you know, in this group – and I started looking at it, and people were – something or another about, well, how much support should I use? And a lot of them were like, why? Why would you use support? And I'm just like, because you don't want it to look like garbage? And then people are posting some pictures, and they're like, yeah, it came out all right. And I mean, yeah, it's not like smooth or whatever on the you know on the, on the bottom part, but it's it looks decent. And for whatever reason, I just kind of internalized that, and I was just like – not that I'm an expert by any means, but I'm like – Am I not as good as I thought I was? Like, I 3D print shit all the time. And it just really made me question myself. And it shouldn't have been. It should have been one of those things of, well, maybe I've just been playing it too safe. Or maybe I've just gotten too used to using support for other things. Now, granted, these people are 3D printing these things for themselves. So as long as the outside looks fine... That's mm-hmm. all that matters. If the inside did look like crap, who cares? It's your prop. No one's ever probably ever going to see it. Whereas a lot of the stuff that I print is to sell, so I want it to look nice on all aspects. I don't want someone to take something that I've 3D printed and go, man, that looks kind of crappy on the bottom. Um, so that's one of those considerations that I always have, and I'm thinking, well, maybe that kind of fell over it. But like I said, I was having a day, and I was just like, maybe I don't. Maybe I'm not as good as I thought I was. Maybe, maybe, maybe I've been kidding myself. And it didn't help that then I sit down and I watch, you know, some of these other prop makers do these really fantastic things. And I'm just like, yeah, I'm just, I'm a fucking poser. Like I, <laughs> it's just, it, it just kind of was hitting me that day. And since then I've internalized it and I thought about it and I was like, no, I just was not, you know, I wasn't thinking about it the right way. Um, but I wanted to talk about that. Has, have, has anyone, and I, I know the answer for most of you, but because, like I said, we've done a show very similar to this on, on the other, uh, you know, on the Epically Geeky show. But I want to talk about specifically in the creative uh, arena. Have you ever felt like you're just you're an imposter, like you are not <laughs> literally everything I do all day, every day? <laughs> OK, well, let's start with <laughs> that, Jen. So why? why what specifically? Um, Let's see. Where do I start? 
I guess, <laughs> I guess one of my um, the hobbies I've picked up lately is gardening, and that I just it, it's supposed to be relaxing. It's supposed to be this fun, you know, like connecting with nature time. And all it is for me is stress because I'm never doing it right. I'm never um, doing things at the right time. I'm always missing the count, you know, there's this calendar you're supposed to kind of keep up with, with nature and I'm never hitting it and I'm, I'm never weeding enough. I'm never picking enough. It's just like a never ending guilt trip for me. (laughs) It's supposed to be relaxing and fun and it's just not right now because nothing is because I can't just enjoy things for what they are, you know? So I was going to say, is it all the time or is it just like right now? No, it's been pretty consistent this year, at least. In, okay, well, this is, year is... Which is surprising, because I was home for a lot of the spring, you know, like, yeah. working from home and then not really doing anything after work, so I should have had more time out there, or I should have at least been able to keep up better, but I just found myself kind of feeling like, like you said, like, what am I doing? Why am I even trying this? But I know, like, the process is how you learn. And I, and I know this when I'm talking to other people and explaining things, like what little I do know. So it's like I can't apply that to myself, though. You know, I can tell them, oh, well, just give it a shot and you'll see, blah, blah, blah. But then when I try to do it, it's like, you're an idiot. How could you think that that would work? Because so. we're always our, wor- our, our worst critic, aren't we? Seriously, though. Oh, yeah. So that's one example for me. <laughs> uh, Ray, you had your hand up. Oh, yeah. Uh, multiple times uh, in different areas. So um, the biggest one for me was uh, getting myself out there with, with art. And uh, I was stupid enough to take on a commission. Um, I created a, a painting for my cousin, and he really enjoyed it, and he loved it. And somebody else reached out to me and said, I like one of those as well. And I, I told them up front, like, listen, no painting is ever going to be the exact same ever. So I will create something similar, but it's going to look different. It's going to be different colors. It's, it's not going to be the same, uh, especially with oil paint. You just, you can't get the, an exact replica of each one. So after warning them, they, uh, they just, I, showed up with the painting and dropped it off and got contacted that night saying, yeah, I hate it. Uh, oh, no. It, it had to do with a breakup, though. She had gotten the painting for her boyfriend. And in right, that time, I, they had broken up. and she I had already told her yeah. as well, like, if you don't want yeah, to, don't, kept... like, I can stop and there's no issues. Yeah. And she kept going. And then, yeah, I decided that, uh, no. It, yeah. They, not liked it at all, and ever since then I won't do a commission. Uh, I, I'm making an exception for your uncle, uh, but that's yeah, mm-hmm. I won't do it. Because mm-hmm. uh, you you feel like a complete and utter failure, and you feel like, well, shit, it's, like what the hell am I even thinking of doing? So, yeah, that's yeah, yeah. that's the that's the biggest one for me. Uh, there's other times where. But in the art part of it, that was that was my biggest one. Mm-hmm. Well, anyone else want to share? 
Sure. You've had yours, yep. Well, yeah. <laughs> the first time I ever heard the term imposter syndrome was when I was I started writing. Because I did. I felt like an idiot. I felt like a stupid, stupid person. Like, how come I can't write like this person? And it was like agony for a whole year of just a lot of ups and downs. And I was not emotionally ready to handle what what writing needed for me. And I I, st- I completely stopped and I haven't done anything since. Like, I'll like tinker away. Like, I'll have moments where I'll just like click at it. But I'm not, I have to go through more therapy (laughs) to get to the point where I don't literally hate myself for what I'm writing and like hate that and just can hear the critics and can hear it all in my head. No matter whatever, I'm like, yeah, you're my husband. Of course, you're supposed to tell me it's great. And my mother-in-law, I'm like, you're like, you're not credible because you love everything. So I can't listen to you either. And (laughs) So it just, it really, really got to me. And I, yeah, I don't think I'll ever write again like that. Like I did for that whole year where it was just frenzied. I didn't like, I didn't like it. I didn't like that part. I didn't, once I created it, I liked it, but having to, I put a lot of pressure on myself too, which probably didn't help, but I did. I felt I was, yeah, well, that doesn't happen. Um, Yeah. But that was when I first heard about imposter syndrome. I'm like, oh, see, yeah, it's there. And I'm like, well, I'm just never going to get over it. So there you go. <laughs> it sucks. It really does suck. But writing is one of those things that if I ever do it again, it'll just be for me. I'm not going to. Because it's not. It's, that was the problem. I thought everybody, they would ask me about it. Like, oh, what are you writing? What are you writing? You publish it? You're going to do this? You're going to do that? And it was just like, oh. No, leave me alone. <laughs> I don't want to do this anymore. No, oh, I'm sorry, friend. Nah, um, your own, my, my own worst enemy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what about you, Sean? Have you, have you ever run into imposter syndrome with something that you've been doing? Or? Well, to be honest, I hadn't even heard of imposter syndrome until about five minutes ago. But I'm careful. <laughs> Careful reflection. No. Um, I think my outlook is a little bit different than you guys. I think I'm wired a little differently. Like every situation, everything I do, I go into knowing, like even, even being a subject matter expert at work or something like that, I go into that situation thinking, man, there's a lot I don't know. I'm okay with that. So any type of criticism, I I take it in and I use it. And I've always been like that. Mm-hmm. Um, which just from hearing you guys talk probably has helped me immensely without me even knowing it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, like I'm trying to think of examples because like I'm trying to do it off the top of my head right now. But like all right for writing. I love writing too, and I like people ask me, "Oh, are you gonna like put together a book of this stuff?" And I'm like, "Whatever. If it's good, it's good. If it's not, whatever. It's all for me. I don't care." Mm-hmm. <laughs> you guys, um, for at work, like doing computer systems or putting together manuals or 
getting called like 10 times a day because I'm apparently the only one in the whole plant that knows how to do something or whatever. And I'll give them an answer, but I'll always stipulate that I may be wrong on this though. Like it's, (laughs) if you find something wrong with my logic, tell me I'm good. Like it's, I don't, I don't get bent out of shape about any of that stuff. And I have the ability to like, after a criticism is, been told like man you really screwed that up yeah i'll learn from it and i move on real quick i i i purposely don't take that to bed with me i don't lie awake and think about it or anything like that no my mind races on other things like actual projects or something like that but criticisms was never one of them because i don't have time for that (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but I think for for some of us too, it's our internal criticisms. You know, yeah. it's like yeah. it's internal. It's not outside uh, people. It's see, like, oh I yeah, I'm not. None of those. <laughs> Must be nice. I yeah. love me. I'm my biggest fan. Yeah. Oh. Exactly. I it's life a lot easier. Oh yeah. Like, like. Well, trust me, if I could control it, I would yeah. live that way. But. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, it's not, it's, I, I, that must be great. I'm happy for you because, like, being me is sad. <laughs> in, my in my head, because I am so critical of myself. So it is, outside criticism, whatever, nobody can tell me anything I already haven't told myself and that much worse. Okay. So that part doesn't bug me. It's my own inner model okay. okay so internal criticism for myself because i screw things up all the time yeah uh, it's the mclaren credo is like murphy's law it, it just i'm used to it like i am when i go out and do something i'm expecting it to like catastrophically fail so when it doesn't it's awesome and when it does well i knew that was happening <laughs> so um and that has been like literally that's a family thing like that's that's going generations back i'm not kidding <laughs> so um i'm i'm used to that but the internal criticism i found when i start like man i really screwed that up to counter that i like start saying ah, i couldn't have seen that coming like i'll start denying it and all that and it helps it really does. It's like, oh, yeah, yeah, I really bone that up, and then I'll try making a joke out of it, and I can I can start letting it go. And it's it's a process. I did start learning that young because I was one of those kids that like you criticize them young and they start tearing up, and I, I fought against that, and then so, but I did that really at an early age. So now it's like, yeah. Internal man, I really messed this up, and I'll I'll joke about it, and I'll figure out what I did, and then I'll just move on. Mm-hmm. I've, I've been being able to move on with a lot of things I've had to, and it's a learned skill. Mm-hmm. Like I don't think anyone is well, narcissists maybe are really good <laughs> at doing it, but anyone I think anyone can learn it. It it takes work. And it's a lot of repetitive in your head. Mm-hmm. But uh, like I said, I'm I'm coming up all this like in the last five minutes, so I could be wrong. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it, 
I feel for you guys. I really do. Like I said, I, for the most part, I tend to be that way. Just, but I do have those moments, and it, it it tends to be on something that I do feel like I'm maybe a little bit of an authority on. But like, but I'm like you. Like even when I have taught classes on something, I'm just like, look, this is what I know. This is what I know works for me. Uh, your mileage may vary. Yeah. Um, and you know, and I always try to put that out there. And so, like, when I've taught the classes on 3D printing that I've done, um, you know, I, I specifically said, you know, this is the type of 3D printing I've done, and you know, people would ask questions. I'm like, I, I simply have not looked into that yet, or I haven't ta- had time, or whatever. And then usually try to give, you know, other example, or you know, like, you know, these are some people that I follow, um, you know, and and maybe they've talked about it. You know, I'm I'm definitely not, you know, the end all be all expert on it. Um, it's just those rare occasions that, you know, for whatever reasons, just like, um, I don't know. I just, I, I, I just got this thought in my head that it's just like, wow, you really don't know what the fuck you're doing, man. Like, <laughs> um, and, uh, it, it did, it has happened to me once. Uh, I was te- it was one of the first classes I ever taught at, uh, what used to be geek fest. Um, it was a podcasting thing and a question came at me about windows and I, I didn't know, and I was like, I, I'm, I'm not for certain. Uh, and the person kind of bashed me a little bit. Cy was with me at the time. Boy, he took offense to that. Because uh, he was like, you're attacking my friend, and mm-hmm. fuck that. Um, but anyway, like, you know, that, and it's not like I think about it all the time, but it is one of those things in the back of my head. I was just like, yeah, they were just kind of being a jerk. Like, don't, don't worry about that. Don't, you know, whatever. But on rare occasion, it's been like, you know, I'm going along and I'm just like, any minute someone's going to walk in here and be like, what are you doing? What are you doing here? <laughs> like, you have, <laughs> you have yeah. no business being here. Get out. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, it, it, like I said, it, it's one of those things. It, it's interesting that I had decided, you know, that that would be the topic for tonight, uh, specifically because one of the podcasts I listen to, um, it's called Making It, and it's, it's three really big time uh, makers. And uh, the one guy was bringing up the fact that they were specifically talking about uh, social media and like in the the way that they were framing the conversation was like, how much is too in-depth? Like, how do you handle that? And the one guy, Bob, is talking and he's just like, you know, he's like, I stop and think sometimes he's like, you know, I see these people that they put all this other stuff on there and he goes over the last year. He's like, I just like, I do want to share stuff from time to time, but sometimes I'm just like, I don't, I don't want to pull out the camera and share absolutely everything that I'm working on. And he's like, he's like, I look at these other people and I'm like, yeah, I might be giving up some business by not doing that. And he's like, you know, I kind of felt like, you know, am I, am I really doing this the right way? Am I, am I, you know, do I know as much about this as I, I think I do or whatever? So he was having imposter syndrome stuff. And what's funny is Jimmy DeResta is the other, one of the other guys that's on the show. Uh, he's actually currently right now in uh, California. He normally lives in New York area. He's in California right now shooting season three of Making It, the TV show. And um, like he was one of the first ones to jump on. He's like, no, you're doing what you're supposed to be doing. Don't don't question yourself, Bob. You're, you're ha- you are healthy and happy. Your group is healthy and happy. Your family is. Your friends are. You know, you are making money. You're doing what you want to do. Like, don't, don't 
second guess yourself. But it was nice to kind of get that reassurance that it's like, okay, well, it's not just it's not just us mere mortals. Like it's the <laughs> it's the people who have you know quote unquote made it, you know, whether it be on YouTube or TV or whatever that are that still have that time where they're just like, do I really know what I'm doing? <laughs> so. I think- Part of my problem is I'm a perfectionist. I always have been. And I feel like I have to be, if I'm not a complete expert in something, then I have no business pretending I know anything about it or trying, you know, and and it's impossible to be an expert in everything. And I know that. And it's just, that's kind of a hang up I've had my whole life. It's like, I feel like I, there's always more to learn. So, so how, who am I to say like, Mm -hmm. I'm the, you know, I know anything about this. Mm -hmm. Like, I think in the last show we talked about this, I mentioned that I feel that way kind of about sustainability, even though like people look at me as like a go-to person for that stuff. I'm like, I don't know. I'm not classically trained in this and I don't have like a degree in it and I'm not, you know, this and that, but I know more than the average person. So I could still feasibly say I'm sort of an expert. I'm a self-taught, but I'm not, comfortable saying you know something like that (laughs) and see that's interesting that you bring that up being quote-unquote classically trained on something yeah it is nice to have like that validation of oh look i've got a certificate or i've got a degree in something um which i mean yeah my degree i've got degrees in as a general technology i have an associates in computer maintenance which is probably the one i use the most um And then like one in educational administration, but like those are things I would not even in the slightest think about getting up and, and giving a discussion on. Like it's the stuff that I've taught myself or that I've, I've, you know, used almost day to day, the, the stuff that I'm interested in 3d printing or podcasting or, or what have you. Um, and, but even then I'm just like, I, I think seeing Seeing other people's work out there, especially on YouTube and stuff like that, uh, and Instagram and stuff like that, is nice because it can be inspirational. It can um, kind of help you see what is possible as long as you frame it the right way. And like I said, 99% of the time, that's that's how I take it of, oh, wow, that's really cool. That's, mm. That is something I could feasibly obtain. And I was just having one of those days. It was like, nope, like – this is what other people are able to do and you, your stuff is garbage. So yeah, it, I, I get, um, I get those days once in a while as well. Um, I, I usually get it at the, the moment that I put paint onto the paper or paint onto the canvas. As soon as I start that whole thing, I hate myself and I hate what I'm doing up until I'm starting to do the finished details. And then it's like, okay, now I've kind of worked it into something that I enjoy. Uh, but yeah, that that blank canvas, I friggin' hate it, and oh. it's until I get going on it. Um, the other the other time that I felt kind of like uh, like what the hell am I doing here, is um, some guys wanted to to play uh, in a band and just kind of get together and do that kind of stuff, uh, just jam. And so I was like, cool, I don't know what the hell I'm doing, so I admitted that at least. Uh, and they're like, ah, whatever. And so. I, w- I was a decent rhythm guitar guy, but they were like, they were so much further ahead of me, which is fine. Uh, the, the thing that I always learned from guitar, though, was if you play with those that are better than you, 
you'll get better. Right. And so that's the only way you can challenge yourself in that way. Um, so, but I, I at least admitted to them and myself that I was eh, kind of like Sean in that one. Hey, I'm going to fuck up here. Like it's, <laughs> <laughs> I think one of the tricks would be to get into the habit of calling or letting other people call you experts on something like you're not a novice, but you're not an expert. Well, no, I'm competent. Because it leaves a lot of room for improvement, but it still says you know what you're talking about. And I think that's why I never call myself an artist. I hate calling myself an artist. Oh, you're an artist. Yeah, you have the whole look about you. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, but it's that specific reason why. I don't ever want to call myself that because it's – I am not trained as an artist. So it's the expectations. Yeah. I see where you're coming on that because like I would call my, I, I am definitely firmly in the camp and I feel totally confident in calling myself a maker. Now you try to add the word prop in front of it. And yes, a lot of the stuff I make are technically props, but to me that rings, that's like, Oh no, that's the professionals or that's the people who are like super good at this, like Bill Duran and evil Ted and, it's just like those guys are those guys uh, are prop makers. Mm-hmm. I'm just some dude that sells crap on Etsy and you know makes some stuff or whatever and, and wears it in parades. Um, yeah, so I, I see where you're coming with at that aspect, and I'm trying to think back to uh, it. it kind of goes along with um, the the last book that we did on the Marginal Geeky Show, the one uh, that Adam Savage wrote. Um, where he talks about the fact that, you know, you should expect to, and Jennifer was like, I don't have time for this. The, the expect <laughs> to make it three or four different times. Um, but it is a good mentality to have to be like, well, it's, this is probably not going to turn out right, at least the first time and to be okay with it. Um, and what's funny is it, it kills me because I see some of the stuff that he makes and he just continuously says, I'm not an expert at this. I'm, I'm pretty good at it. I've had a lot of experience with it. Um, and, and he even said in the book and he said multiple times in the show, he's like expertise, all expertise is, is, uh, I'm sorry, not expertise, all, um, 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 oh, what's the term I'm looking for? Uh, familiar, familiarity with it. Uh, you know, all that boils down to is, is I can see the problems coming further away than other people can. He's like, that's all it boils down to. He's like, I'm, you know, I I can see, oh, you're about to screw that up before you do. Other than that, he's like, I can't, uh, you know, I'm I'm more likely to maybe avoid some of the mistakes. But then he can't, you know, he makes them too. So, um, yeah, that's from a guy that has a chapter on glue. He's an expert. (laughs) I'm sorry. He's an expert. (laughs) So, um. What's funny is his, his latest thing that he's been making, he's making um, – it, it's kind of a long-term build thing. Uh, he's making it out of aluminum. He's making a Hellboy Samaritan uh, gun, yeah. and it is – he's pushing himself to do it, and it is turning out phenomenal. But he's like, I screwed up, and I'm, I messed this up, and I've had to redo this. And um, it, it's kind of nice to hear him – like, for example, he was saying uh, he was he was drilling these two small holes to put – the trigger in and he's like i screwed up i measured from one side on from one point on this side and from one point on the other and when i went to go put the trigger in 
it was lopsided. He's like, so that was four hours of trying to re-weld and re-sand something that I just lost. That was that was half yeah. my day gone for, for a simple mistake that I made. So, um, You're also looking at people who have like high-tech, high-speed equipment that no that, mere mortal could afford that or too. fit in their house. <laughs> that too. Uh, that is something. And then also the fact that like this is his job. Like yeah. this is his day job. Yeah. So, you know, whereas I have to try to scrape together a couple hours in the day or, or maybe an hour in the evening or whatever to try to work on some of this stuff. He does this stuff day in, day out. So um, I think a lot of the stuff with with, um, you know, having the imposter syndrome kind of comes from because I was thinking about this earlier today. It comes from an area of, like, if it was something at work, I don't care. I'll tell you right now. I've been doing this for a long time. I have a lot of expertise on this, but I am not the end-all be expert. Whatever. That does that crap doesn't faze me. But when it comes from something that's from the heart, when yeah. it comes from something that's vulnerable, you know, that's a yeah. vulnerable place to, to create something and put it out there. You know, whether or not it's it's well-received or not, It's that's yeah. where it, it gets hard. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause you know, if someone were like, Oh, well you should have done this at work. I'm just like, well, fuck you. I don't care. Um, yeah. you know, either I know better than you do or, okay, well, yeah, you were right. I probably should have done this the other way. But when it's like, you know, I make something. And so I was, as, as we were talking, I was just thinking about it. I spent, I don't know how much time I made those, um, goggles from the new upcoming Ghostbusters movie that has the camera built in there. And I specifically, was like, I'm going to get this kind of close to how it looks, but it's not going to be screen accurate. And I flat out said that, like, uh, I, I think back to our, to once again, going back to the book club, the, the books that we're reading right now, the Bobaverse books, like, it's like, you know, it's a hundred years later and we're still lawyering to ourselves and we yeah. still, we're, I still do that. And I lawyer to people. I'm like, look, here's my thing. It's kind of cool. I think it's kind of awesome, but listen, it's not accurate here and here and here and here and here. And it's not going to be this. And it's not going to be that. And I put it out there and the reaction everyone had was, Oh, that is really awesome. I didn't hear one negative thing. I've sold multiple of them. So obviously people like them. And it's just like, why did I do that? Like, why did I, why did I feel the need to um, apologize up front for something that, no one asked for, and I put out there, and people appreciate it. Mm-hmm. And it's because it's something that I worked hard on, and I cared about, and I was vulnerable about. So I don't like being vulnerable. So that's what I hate it. I absolutely hate it. I don't like it at all. It's one of her therapy sessions. Yeah. Talking. Oh man, I'll go up to a stranger and roll over onto my belly. that's that's how we met (laughs) you do a good rub (laughs) Um, what what do I do (laughs) he'll stop eventually (laughs) was there anything is there anything else anyone wants to to throw in on the conversation I was just going to don't let it prevent you from doing what you love I think that's because uh, I um, initially stopped for a while with the art and I, I was like, no, OK, I, I'm clearly not knowing what the hell I'm doing. I need to stop. But what I need to stop doing was doing art for other people. I need to do it for myself. And, mm-hmm. and that's 
that that's the key difference is make sure you do whatever you're doing. Make sure you do it for yourself so that you enjoy it. Because as soon as you don't, you're not going to be doing it for fun anymore. And Yeah. Yeah. So make sure you do it for yourself. Very good words. Um, I guess let's go ahead and wrap up that section. Let's move on to uh, does what our uh, our plans for next time are. <laughs> the part that everyone likes the best. Um, you know what? I'm not gonna pick on you first, Ray, because I always pick on you first. So I'm gonna go first. Um, because I actually thought about it and wrote it down. Um. <laughs> I'm going to continue right now. I'm giving myself the task of continuing to work on circuits. Like I said, I've got this other project. It's kind of secretive. I don't really want to say too much about it. Um, I'm down to the point where it's either like, listen, I I can try a couple more things or this is not going to happen. And then I can move on to some more stuff. Um, because I want to get this project done with the, the, the belt gizmo. That's what I'm working on. Ghostbuster wise. Because after that, it's like, man, then it's going to really open up some areas that I can um, start working on proton packs again and start doing some really cool stuff that way. Um, it's, you know, I, I can get back to using that information that I specifically taught myself on how to create a circuit. Part of me is just like, wow, that's been a couple of weeks. Hope I remember most of that stuff, <laughs> which is why I took notes. <laughs> um, but... Um, yeah, so I'm I'm excited to get back into that stuff. It's just I've kind of hit a stumbling block, and I put it on myself because I'm an idiot. It's it's and it comes from being cheap. It's like, well, <laughs> do I really want to spend fifty? You know, do I really want to put in uh, two different boards and spend fifteen dollars and shipping, or do I want to go ahead and take a little bit more time, make the third board, put it in as well, so I don't have to spend the additional shipping on it? And that's what I decided to do. Um, so I'm just trying to figure out this third board and get it taken care of so that I can save $15 in shipping. That's really what it boils down to. I told you I'm cheap. So, but yeah, so I'm, I'm work gonna hopefully continue to work on circuits and, um, come hell or high water, I will have a resolution for next time. So we, we shall see. So, um, all right. Now, now I'll pick on Ray. Ray, what are you hoping to, to work on for next time? Uh, so I'd like to finish up the, the, the big painting. It's five foot by four foot painting. Um, I'd like to finish it up. We'll see if it's still drying by the time. Yeah. That's the thing (laughs) with oil painting. That's the only problem with oil paintings is it takes forever to dry. Um, so I'd like that to be complete. And I'd also like to at least get the color started on, uh, the other painting, the, the England painting, uh, cause she's already got a spot picked out for her. That would, she'll probably be on this wall right around here. It is. Here. It's going to be right there. So, <laughs> um, so I'd like to get that done as well. Um, I'm actually, I didn't even bring it. I forgot to bring it up. I am working on the milk door for our front, uh, our milk delivery our, door, our yeah. delivery door, uh, for the front of the house. So that, uh, was a project that I started today. Um, I kind of made a mistake at one point and I'm now waiting for the glue, the wood glue to dry so that (laughs) I can, (laughs) I saw it coming, but it was like, oh, well, go get the wood glue and fix it. So, uh, I'll have that finished up and then we'll see. Uh, I don't want to put too much on because if it's a good, nice day out, then I'd like to enjoy what I can outside. Um, if we can't, if it's raining, then I'll try and get more paintings done. 
Good deal. I have a quick question. Are you a, can you accelerate? Now, granted, I'm coming from mostly like, you know, prop making and stuff. Can you accelerate the drying time with something like a hairdryer if you wanted to? Or is it like, nope, this just has to do its thing? Something that there, there's, add. yeah, so there's a medium that you can add into the oil painting mm-hmm. uh, or into your oil paints, and it will actually dry within hours instead of months. Um, so, so there is that. I tried not to use it this time because I tried to, I, I just wanted to see what I could do with this, uh, this other medium that I had. Um, so, it was, yeah, there are options that you can do. Uh, mm-hmm. the, uh, and once it's all dry, I get to put a clear coat over top of it as well. So, and then wait for that to dry. <laughs> Yay, clear coats. Yeah, clear coats. And actually, you're not supposed to clear coat an oil painting for uh, six months. Hmm. So. Wow. <laughs> Lots. I would completely forget by then. I'd be like, how long has this been? <laughs> <laughs> oh, two years. Hmm, maybe I should have got back around to that. Well, but it's so funny because uh, without the clear coat, it looks dull. And it's like, fuck, I thought I'd put more detail in that. And then you put the clear <laughs> coat on top of it, and all the colors kind of pop out. It's like, oh, yeah, I did. It was <laughs> nice. It's kind of uh, fun. Chris, what, would you, what, what are your plans for working on? Framing my picture. <laughs> That's not me. <laughs> oh, right. That's not me. That's not my thing. <laughs> you have to finish it first. Um, I don't honestly know. I have some stuff that I'm working on, but I don't, like you, It's I don't want to say. I'll tell you after. Okay. When we're not recording. When we're not recording. Um, <laughs> so should but, I just write down secret project? Secret project, yes. Okay. Um, that, that I would like to to have out there. Okay. Secret project. That works. All right, Jen. Um, I'm having connection issues. Sorry. Uh, if I go out, that's why. Okay. Sure. Um, I am about what, last weekend and the week before I got a lot done in my office slash Star Wars room, and I'm about 90% there. And this nice. is something I've literally been working on, as y'all know, since I moved into this damn house 10 years ago. So awesome. I am super excited, and that is my focus for the next you know, month is just finishing that and making it so that I can actually use it as an office and not just a storage room. <laughs> my house is just too small. I, it's taking me so long just to organized because i don't have space for stuff so all my collections gotcha no that that's very exciting yeah because you've talked yeah. about you i know since we've been friends you've talked about it you're like yeah eventually i'll get to that room and yeah so, so finishing that is my goal for the next month and then maybe i can finish the other room the spare room and then be you know really stress-free for a minute <laughs> <laughs> for a minute till you go back in the garden right good luck Boys, yeah. <laughs> another project. Then back of her head, she's just like, "Come on, Frost, just kill all this shit, so I don't have to deal with it." Well, you know. So, um, Sean, what are what are you hoping to work on before next time? Um, I want to finish that other side of the wall. Um, and then, if for those who don't know, this room is going to be my man cave. So this is. 
high on my priority list. I've always wanted this, but uh, so the man cave is split into three sections. So I'm working on this is the first section, which has the staircase. So I got to finish the wall on that side. That way I can get the uh, floor in. And then I have the height that I can build my stairs to. So I'm hoping to have that wall studded and then the floor put in before the next Epically Geeky. Now that I'm back to work, they forced me to use all my vacation before the end of the year. Oh, darn. Uh-huh. Um, so I had like almost six weeks. I had to oh, use shit. Yeah. And you so just took time I've myself. Every Monday and Friday off for the rest of the year. And uh, so I've got uh, four-day weekends to work on stuff. <laughs> so I should be able to get this stuff done. Nice. Barring it doesn't, like, drop to minus 20 degrees or something like that, because it could happen. <laughs> and that your spine agrees to it. Yes, that too. Yeah, there's that too. Yeah. My luck, I'll, yeah, I'll herniate another disc. Maybe it'll be a different one this time. But uh, <laughs> I look forward to. Good deal. But I'm hoping to utilize my oldest a little bit more. I want him to uh, start learning this stuff. He's really liking tech and woodworking. Uh-huh. So I've never really wanted to give him too many power tools, but uh, maybe it's it's time to <laughs> I don't know learn to take himself to the doctor when needed, kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you manage that up. This is how you put your stitches in. (laughs) Yeah, no, no, we use glue. Oh. And, uh, yeah, sawdust is a good clotting agent. And, uh, yeah, there's little tips and tricks that I've learned over the years. I do like super glue. Super glue works really well to put those deep cuts. uh, Yeah, yeah. seriously, I use it all the time. Yep. Literally all the time. (laughs) (laughs) Y'all are using super glue for that, and I've gotten to the point where I'm just like wearing gloves anytime I put together a matrix because I'm like, I'm tired of dealing with super glue on my hands. So I'm actively trying to stay away from it. But you are right. I mean, technically, that's why it was created was for, you know, for stitching people together. So, and then someone was like, oh, hey, this puts plastic together really well. So, yeah. but. Anyway, well, that is our show for the month, ladies and gentlemen. If you would, please uh, give us a five-star rating on iTunes. You can also find us on pretty much all every other place that you can find podcasts. We're still waiting on a couple of them to finally get updated and out there. Jen brought it to my attention. Um, like, nothing – everything has been submitted on Audible, but it hasn't shown up yet. And uh, this show and uh, her show are still having some kind of an issue with um, uh, Pandora. Pandora. Yeah. So, uh, but you can pretty much find us everywhere else. So, um, you can always find us at epicallygeeky.com uh, and there you can watch the show or listen to it uh, as well. You can find us at Epically Geeky on um, all of the social, well, I say all of the social networks, um, the main ones, you know, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. So, um, whenever, whenever we do post, because I'm bad at posting on social media, I'll, I'll admit it. So, <laughs> um, anyway, um, where can we find you online, Ray? Uh, the Reluctant Yeti. And that's on Instagram. Uh, sometimes Twitter. I try and stay away from Twitter. But yeah. <laughs> it's accessible. Uh, where can we find you online, Chris? 
Not in the cesspool. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> on Instagram. It's a private account, but if you want to request, it's a witchy time traveler. Nice. Um, Jen? Uh, you can find me here on all the other geeky shows and Sustainably Geeky, which is the environmental podcast. And then on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Het's Gonna Be Me. Sean? Most of the geekies, except for that sustainably one. <laughs> You're not invited. I've, I've heard about it. but uh, ah. um, And your favorite broken toy on Instagram. Once again, it's a private account, but if you're really interested, go for it. I might let Good you know. <laughs> and as always, you can follow me on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at OptimusGene. For everyone on the site, have a good night. of the Epically Geeky Network. 